reverse engineering the math there, right? So $275 per active user is what you said you generate. And it sounds like you generate a sale. It's a $9,000 sale placement. So can we take 9,000 divided by 275 bucks? It means you need about 32 active users to place one new successful candidate in 120 days. Yeah. So think of it as 3%. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Corey Kosak. He's inspired to make a greater difference and help overlooked candidates get into software sales. To do that, he launched Aspireship, a free online training and job placement platform. He and his team have helped thousands of workers from all backgrounds and experience levels land high-paying jobs in SaaS sales. Corey, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so first question. How many engineers are on your team? Uh, We just hired another, so now we're up to four. Okay. So when you guys hear free online training in the bio, don't tune out going, oh, it's a consulting guy. It sounds like there's real software here, right? So Corey, what is the software component? Yeah, for sure. So it's super interesting. Basically, we built a homegrown kind of LMS for the education side of the business. So it's free top of funnel instant access for candidates. Uh, And within there, there's things like built-in role plays for audio and video role plays. Um, for uh, you know, testing people for sales acumen and stuff like that. Um, so we built that whole framework to basically take this big top of funnel and whittle it down to a top 10% uh, candidate pool. Uh, and then on the back end, what's really cool and I think longer term stuff uh, is matching for companies. So we operate mostly like a talent marketplace where once we've identified the talent, we're then matching them to companies who want to hire them um, and figuring out who's right for what roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're putting people on jobs with fo- like MindBody, obviously a well-known SaaS company, uh, folks like that. How many employers have you put at least one candidate like they've hired? Yeah. I think we're up to about 70 now. 70. Interesting. Okay. So, and, and is that the right question, right? Is that what you measure? Is it how many employers you put one candidate with and then how many candidates you place all together? Um, so I, I think it, it depends how you're looking at it. Uh, I think the normal like investor B2B SaaS more way to look at it is, okay, what's an average customer? How many do they hire? How long do they stay? I'm actually more interested in the candidate side because it's a network driven business. So as more candidates come in, um, they attract more candidates and then attract more companies. And so I actually look at it more as a what does it cost us to get that candidate pool going and accelerating? And then how likely is it that we're going to monetize it? Um, And what do those economics look like? So that's more the way I look at it, but you could look at it either way. Well, let's start with how you look at it. That's a much better way to look at it. What does it cost to get a new candidate on the platform? Gotcha. So I look at active users, which basically means someone who not only signs up, but they do something like they watch a first class or something like that. So it currently costs us about 20 bucks to get an active user. And within 120 days, uh, at least over the last 12 months, we've averaged uh, $275 per active user. Um, So super fast uh, return. Um, 
it's actually like an 80% gross margin business always shocks everybody. Um, but, but basically, yeah, that's, that's how we do it. But it used to be a hundred, hundred fifty dollars per active user when we were pumping marketing dollars. Um, but once we sort of cross the chasm, you know, we get this group of people in and it just goes like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's the way the business works. So, so 20 bucks to get the, the, the candidate, not sorry, the, yeah, the candidate signed up and active. They watch at least one video and then that you make off that candidate over the first three months, about 275 bucks. So obviously very quick CAC payback period. How are you making 275 bucks per candidate in the first 120 days? Yeah. So it comes from employers. So employers, it operates like a talent marketplace. Think of like Upwork or something like that. Um, but essentially we're kind of replacing a third-party recruiter or any of that sort of stuff where companies are paying $9,000 per hire um, to hire out of our kind of handpicked talent pool that we match with them. Sorry, what uh, was that price? It's 9,000 per hire fixed. Uh, you could think of it as you know roughly 15% of salary, depending on, on the role. Um, in many cases, it's going to be less than that. Um, and then we have an alternate model for people who want to lean into it where they can pay 6K a year in a subscription and then pay 6K per hire instead of 9K. 6K per month or per year? Sorry. Per year. Yeah. So it's just like, I think of it like Amazon priming it. Right. So yep. 500 bucks a month and then your cost per placement goes down by a third. Okay. So reverse engineering the math there, right? So $275 per active user is what you said you generate. And it sounds like you generate a sale. It's a $9,000 sale placement. So can we take 9,000 divided by 275 bucks? It means you need about 32 active users to place one new successful candidate in 120 days. Yeah. So think of it as 3%. So from the top of active users, like 3%, at least at the current state of the marketplace is about what it looks like. There's a 3% bunch of, get hired. Yeah. Through our network where we actually monetize. There are significantly more that get hired outside the network. We don't restrict it, um, but that's sort of like our distribution. So as people come through, even if they go out of network, it then spreads into those companies it spreads into other people, um, candidates, uh, and we have this really cool viral loop going on. Mm-hmm. So what's the bottleneck? Your CAC payback's really quick. Three out of 100 active users get hired. You make nine grand on the most, six grand on the low side per hired candidate. Three candidates at six grand, probably 18 grand for 100 new user signups. What's the bottleneck here? Yeah, there's no bottleneck. So really, um, it, it's taken a couple of years to get to this point. So we're about two years old. Um, the last, I would say three to four months is like the inflection point for us. So sorry, just to be clear, you launched in 2019, late 2019. Yes. Right before COVID. Okay. (laughs) But then we had 2020 COVID, nobody's hiring, almost no revenue, all that stuff. And then, you know, came out, you know, guns blazing, uh, since then, but what was 2020 revenue total? Uh, like one twenty, hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and almost all of that was in Q4. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so bottleneck was candidate supply, but now that we've sort of cracked the code on this organic viral growth, um, the candidate pool, the number of candidates signing up per month has quadrupled in the last six months. So we're we're on on the way now. How many candidates signed up in the last month? Uh, Eighteen hundred. 1800. And if you quadrupled over the past four months, so what you're doing 400, 500 signups a month yeah, back in late last year, it was less than that. It was like three in the threes. 
up until awesome. like maybe September. Interesting. And where are you? You said you spend 20 bucks to get those 1800 new candidate signups every month. Where are you spending that money? Yeah. So that's blended. So we do some AdWords, you know, some display ads, you know, things like that. We also sponsor organizations. Um, but the bulk of what happens and the reason that the CAC is so low now uh, is that um, we do, we attract people through like, we'll partner with organizations that help out like a specific niche. For example, we have a partner called the Teacher Career Coach. It's just an individual. She has an online course uh, for transitioning teachers who want to get out into something else. And she's like, hey, if you're looking to get into the tech industry and specifically sales, you got to check out Aspireship. And so they'll send a group of people in. And then once those people in, it spreads within the teachers. Um, so just a bunch of stuff like that that, that leads to, um, to the growth. Interesting. Okay. So you did 120000 bucks in 2020. What did you do last year in 2021? 700000 Wow. Okay. I mean, that's great scale with how many people on your team full-time? So at the time uh, we did, I think we were about 10 last year and now we're 16. So we've we've added a bunch in the last few months. And what do you think you'll do this year in total revenue? Uh, It'll be in the twos. Um, So two to three, you know, three would be, three would be upside. Yeah. Now what's the breakdown of that? So, so how many, I guess the right question is how many employers are on the $6,000 per year, like subscription fee right now? Yeah. So it's maybe like 15% of the base. So the majority, even ones that do repeat hiring, they just like a la carte. They like to pay when they hire, you know, low commitment. It's also the easiest. Um, you can sort of look at us like a PLG, uh, or usage-based pricing uh, type model where um, just low friction to get in, even on the employer side. Um, and then once they're in, I mean, it's been kind of amazing. You would think that more would just automatically upgrade to the subscription, but I think some of the dynamics of how they get budget approved and stuff like that, they're like, well, look, I already have approval. Let's just keep going. Yeah. So how many candidates did you successfully get a job last year? Uh, I think probably about a hundred. Okay, about a hundred directly yeah. through the network. So, figure that there's two to three x that amount outside the network that are landing jobs in tech. So they're all success stories, but not monetizing. Yeah, if you did seven hundred thousand in total revenue and everyone was paying a la carte nine grand per hire, that'd be about seventy eight hires, I believe, last year. Some are not a la carte though, so it's a little higher. Something about a hundred total hires direct. Not to mention that we've changed pricing at least three times in the last twelve months. Um, we used to charge five k per hire. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Tell me about that. Was there pushback when you increased price? There's a lot of people listening right now going, I really want to increase price, but I'm scared it's going to piss people off. 
No, I mean, basically just the demand has been so strong. Um, and every time we, even, even when we got to 9,000, most people were like, oh, that's below market for recruiting. And it's like, well, we're not recruiting. We're a marketplace. It's different. Um, but that's there. It's basically, I think most SaaS companies and people that look at this, they're either willing to pay something or they're willing to pay nothing. It's less about, ooh, that's too expensive, that's too pricey. Um, and especially because we have ways for them to lean into you know, higher volume stuff um, that costs less, uh, we don't get hardly any pushback on pricing. And in terms of like sort of run rate, uh, when you add up all your revenue, last month you did something, what, like, like 120, 130,000 bucks in revenue? Yeah, so you can, you can say we're you know, 1.5 um, run rate. Um, it's super interesting though, because it can change real quick. I was going to say, yeah, because you're effectively SaaS plus SaaS being SaaS plus sort of transactional based upsell based off a success, you know, a successful placement, that thing can go up obviously really quick if usage grows. So it also was the first, it was the first month that we ever cracked a hundred K. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. (laughs) That's exciting. And so, so I guess for people listening right now, maybe that are not founders, but are thinking about joining a founding team, right. As a sales rep, who who are you, are these SDRs you're placing AEs, CSMs, BDRs? What's the core role, your focus? Yeah. So right now it's SDR or BDR uh, and AE. So we do both. You can think of the candidate pool split in two. There's one who are transitioning professionals from all walks of life that have never held a sales job. Those are your likely SDRs, BDRs. And then there's salespeople um, that have actual experience closing, but they've never done SaaS before. Um, And so they could be in insurance sales or mortgages or advertising or whatever, and we'll help them transition in directly and sort of skip the SDR path in most, most cases and go straight to an AE role. Interesting. Okay. So if someone is joining, let's not use MindBody because they're an actual customer, but like, let's say someone's joining Gong today. What should an SDR be expected to see in their offer letter in terms of comp? Sure. So it's changed a ton in the last six to nine months, I would say, uh, with the constraints in the market. Um, But I generally say, you know, 50 to 65K on a base uh, and, you know, 10 to 20K in a variable. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're looking at, you know, 60 to 80 is, you know, all in is is typically what you're going to see. Um, we do see stuff outside of that as well. Um, we've had certain like kind of more strategic type SDR roles where, you know, your OT might be a hundred K. Um, so, you know, kind of crazy. And these are all primarily remote roles. So we're not talking about like, you have to be in the Bay area or New York and, and that sort of thing. Interesting. And, and have you self-funded the business or did you decide to raise? We did raise. So I, I had a, a company before actually exited to MindBody. So that's the, the connection there. Uh, Which company was that? It's called Frederick. Um, okay. It's a SaaS marketing platform for SMBs. Um, and so, um, so anyway, so straight after leaving, I mean, I raised a 1.4 pre-seed uh, when I had nothing, like no team, no product, just like, hey, I can do this. This is a big Was that a five, five cap or something? Yeah, that was like that was in um, in uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the five cap. I had a bunch of people I worked with, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to make these terms like awesome. Obviously, you can make a ton of money um, and uh, and that stuff. So I did that, and then I basically taken inside money since then. We've raised a total of four million um, mm-hmm. to date, uh, and um, you know now sort of looking at okay is 
uh, is a Series A in our near future. Um, we're not far from being profitable. So like lots of different options. So 4 million minus 1.4, right, is 2.6. When did you raise the 2.6 like seed round effectively from insiders? Yeah, so we didn't do it at once. It was when COVID hit, we were like, oh shit, um, who knows what's going to happen here. And so we took, I don't know, another 800 something um, then. And then um, we just had little chunks come in another 600 at a different point. We did a million something last fall. Um, so just all, all small. Did you keep increasing the valuation as well? Yeah. So cap kept yeah. going up. Yep. Yeah. So the last million you took in, I guess, last year, what valuation did you raise that at? Yeah. So I had, uh, I had about a million that was at a 15 cap. And then huh. we had a top off uh, at a 20 million cap. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So you still own what? 60% of the 65% of the business, something like that? Something like that. Interesting. Okay. And a little less than that. Okay, cool. And, and co- any co-founders or just you? Yeah. So uh, I recruited a co-founder named Jason Rydell. Uh, we met through our kids preschool um, and he's a like seasoned uh, tech guy from PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's our, our CTO. Um, and then uh, you know, we, I have some like really early people, uh, like Christine Rogers, who I brought in as president and COO. She was the head of sales at, um, uh, the last company and we worked closely together. And, uh, so I almost think of her like pseudo co-founder, but not, not technically a co-founder. And your first company founded in, in 2014, Frederick, uh, did you raise capital there? And if so, how much? So we raised 620,000 in angel. Uh, and then we were first acquired, not by my body, but by Booker, um, in 2015, it was like eight months after customer number one, we were not looking for a sale, but it was like so strategic and so aligned. Um, and so I, I joined, um, I joined Booker and, and built the business inside of it. Uh, and then we exited, you know, jointly to mind body. In a, was that a, a big cash event for you when you sold to Booker or was it more like getting equity in Booker? And then the cash event was selling Booker to mind body. Yeah, it's the latter. Yeah. So I was looking at it as continuation of a startup. Um, and then the big cash event was MindBody. And then uh, nine months into MindBody, as I was staying, we were acquired by Vista for $1.9 billion. Um, so it was, uh, it was a crazy did little... Get, did you get to dip into that as well? Or you had already well, sold all your stock? Uh, mostly sold. Yeah. So uh, not okay. much. Yeah. All right. That's what we call like the, the trip, the quadruple dip with a little bit on the end there on the Vista deal. So well, uh, right. what a good story here. So, okay. If you do raise, so look, it sounds like you're thinking maybe about a series A, if you do raise a series A, how much will you try and target? Yeah, I think six to 8 million is what we're, what we're looking at. What we're talking to a few people about. Mm-hmm. And what do you think you can raise valuation wise out of range? Obviously is fine. I'm not sure. I mean, I think, uh, I think we'll see, I think there's a difference between what you can do and what you should do or picking the right partner. So I'm not necessarily going to the highest bidder. Um, you know, a lot of uh, not personal scar tissue as much, but scar tissue through people I know, like choosing the wrong VC. Uh, so uh, I'm definitely prioritizing that over uh, whatever the number is going to be. All right. Let's wrap up here, Corey, with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Uh, favorite book. I like Founders at Work. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I like Andrew Godzecki, um, micro acquire. Uh, nope. I like the fact that he's like kind of like a movement. You know, I like that, that kind of stuff that founders do. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Aspireship? There's something most people don't know called Trevor.io. Incredible analytics uh, backend. There's so much stuff you can do with it. Super lightweight. 
Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Five to six. Okay. And what's your situation, Connor? Married, single kids or Corey? Sorry. <laughs> Married and uh, four kids, eight, seven, three, and one. Wow. How old are you? I'm 38. 38. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, something I wish I knew when I was 20, I would say, um, just keep going. <laughs> he launched, he launched his first company in 2014, raised some angel money, sold the booker in 2015, not a huge cash event then, but obviously got a lot of stock in MindBot and booker, which became a nice cash event when a uh, mind body acquired booker, obviously mind body then acquired by Vista. Corey took off uh, and started a spireship in 2019, raised a quick 1.4 million pre-seed round on a 5 million cap, really to help folks get roles in sales at SaaS companies coming from other, maybe insurance sales roles or other things like that, or looking for a career change. They're doing about 2 million bucks in terms of, or sorry, 1.5 million run rate today, 700 grand last year in revenue, 120,000 in 2020 revenue, working with 70 companies, placing over a hundred job candidates last year where he makes anywhere between six to $9,000 per a successful hire. Corey, thanks for taking us to the top. My pleasure. Good to see you.